how's it going today? My name is Tex. This is Tex Talks. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about uh, some of the other personality disorders, the ones that have not been as common in the patients I have treated, but I have had some patients with this disorder or the ones that I'm fixed to mention. And then I'll also look at the problems with diagnosing this disorder. So we'll get into that. Uh, so let's start with schizoid personality disorder. And I'm looking down because I like to actually get into the manual for this. That was a DSM-5. And I like to make sure that I'm accurate. It's important, uh, as I always tell people, an accurate diagnosis leads to more accurate treatment and better outcomes and better results. As with all the other personality disorders, the first thing that you'll see in the diagnostic criteria is it says a pervasive pattern. And that's important. This isn't something that just pops up. You don't just get this later on in life, okay? You're looking for a pattern of behavior, and in this case, it says a detachment of social relationships and restricted range of expression of emotions in interpersonal settings, beginning in early adulthood. I always argue with that because to me, it, most personality disorders start forming even as a child, and you see it through those adolescent years, and present in a variety of contexts. And this one is one of the ones that has four or more of seven, okay? So the, the seven that they're talking about, and I'll go through and read from the book to make sure this is really accurate, neither desires nor enjoys close relationships, including being part of a family, almost always chooses solitary activities, has little, if any, interest in having sexual experiences with another person. That doesn't mean that they don't enjoy sexual experiences or they don't enjoy having you know, sexual relief. It's just that there's that with another person. Takes pleasure in few, if any, activities. Lacks close friends or confidence other than first-degree relatives. Appears indifferent to the praise or criticism of others and shows emotional coldness, detachment, or flattened affectivity. Now, it's important when you, when you hear those things like, this is a pattern of behavior that has started when they were very young. There may be other things present, but when you start to notice these as a cluster, then you start going, okay, maybe this is something to look into. The thing is, is criterion B is very important to look into in this one. Does not occur exclusively. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have it and this, but exclusively during the course of schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, a depressive disorder with psychotic features, autism spectrum disorder, and also because of the effects of medical conditions. In other words, you get hit or hurt or traumatic brain injury can cause people to sometimes change the way that they act, and it's due to the injury to the head. There's also the case of certain drugs and things can, to use the old language, fry you. And sometimes when you're taking substances, it is possible to permanently damage your brain and of course your mind and then it doesn't function in the way that it used to again we're looking at these things happening early in your life and again i believe there is a very strong genetic component to this the trick is is a lot of times and and i'm not going to speak real heavy on this now because this is a whole bunch of videos all by themselves there are people who probably had they been able to get the help they needed as a child, been diagnosed as on the spectrum, autism spectrum disorder. And having autism like that, some of the features that you've seen in here are actually prevalent in some people with autism. Um, you know, some people with autism see the world in such a way as they may or may not be 
uh, into having other relationships. They may be very solitary. They, they may not, because of reasons that aren't directly the same, they might be averse to touch or feel. And then that creates a situation where, you know, the whole aspect of a sexual relationship is very difficult for somebody. Not all, and not everybody's the same. But I think if you pay attention to this, you can see how this happens. And of course, in the case here, when they talk about schizophrenia, lots of different behaviors can happen then. And then schizophrenia is something that happens with an onset. I think I've talked about it before, but if I hadn't, there's usually an age of onset that is the typical age, which for males usually is at late teens, early 20s. And for females, it's typically more into the you know mid to late 20s. I always tease people about the reason for that. I always believe women are the stronger of the two genders. And that means that they probably are able to function a little bit on the better side, but eventually it does happen. And schizophrenia is usually something that you can trace up the family tree. You can find out that somebody had it. Genetically, it's passed on. Again, schizophrenia is a whole other subject of, you know, what causes it, what happens. And again, with all of these things, you have the idea that it is possible through substance use, medical conditions, things can happen to you to cause you to have these features. So you really have to pay attention. It's very important for a therapist to look at you as a holistic picture, get your you know, genetic background, but also get what's going on with you, what's been happening to you, what kind of things have happened to you early in your life, uh, with a lot of the personality disorders, we have the same problems of uh, an increased probability of trauma because a lot of the mental health disorders put people in a position where they're more likely to be mistreated, harmed, abused, neglected. Okay. And if you think about the genetic end of it, if you have, you know, conditions that are genetic, most likely someone in the family or especially even the close relatives, you know, like, you know, the parents have mental health problems, which means that even if they didn't intend to, there is a certain amount of neglect that may go on by a parent who has a severe mental health problem. And that's why it's very important for everyone to pitch in and try to give the supports needed to help people. And the more supports people have, the less effect some of these things have on the next generation, on the individual, on the people around them. Okay. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention while I'm, I'm right there, because schizotypal personality disorder, same thing, a pervasive pattern of social and interpersonal deficits marked by acute discomfort with reduced capacity for close relationships, as well as by cognitive or perceptual distortions and eccentricities of behavior beginning in early adulthood, you know, my opinion, and present in a variety of contexts as indicated by five or more of the following. So in this one, it is ideas of reference. Now, these are delusions of reference. These are those odd beliefs, which is number two. Odd beliefs are magical thinking followed by behavior that is inconsistent with those subcultural norms. In other words, if you believe in certain superstitious things, you know, about what's bad luck, and that's a tradition, that's one thing. But sometimes people pick those up. 
And sometimes the superstitiousness also goes into other areas, and that's you know belief in in super six senses and and reading people's minds and all that. And again, this is one of those gray areas because there's people that are pretty good at guessing what you're thinking. There are people who can be extremely empathetic and know what you're feeling. So I tread lightly on this. Unusual perceptions, including bodily illusions, odd thinking and speech, more stereotyped, over-elaborate, suspicious or paranoid ideation, inappropriate or constricted effect, behavior or appearance that is odd, eccentric, or peculiar, lack of close friends or confidence other than first-degree relatives. Notice this is very similar to, to schizoid. And excessive social anxiety that does not diminish with familiarity and tends to be associated with paranoid fears rather than negative judgments about self. And again, one of the major points is does not occur exclusively during the course of schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, depressive disorder with psychosis or psychotic features or other psychotic disorders, and of course, autism spectrum disorder. So you can see how it can be very easy for some people who have one of those conditions to be mistaken for this. You can also see how some people who have this disorder, people really didn't take the time to test and delineate and pull apart diagnosis, and they may have been diagnosed with autism. When they don't have autism, they have this. This is why it's very important to, to not just do Dr. Google. It's very important to also get a second opinion, and it's also important to work with therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, that specialize in these things so that you can gather more information and get the, the kind of help you need because the treatments of some of these things may be similar, but there also may be certain things that are done differently. Um, research has shown that you, you have to really know what the comorbid disorders that other occurring disorders are in order to work and get better results. Because many times these kinds of conditions also come with, you know, a whole package of other problems of anxiety, depression, um, trauma, PTSD. Uh, they also come with uh, other things that might be like OCD or hoarding disorders or things like that. And many times they're comorbid with substance or alcohol abuse or dependence. So like I said, take the time to, to get more than one opinion to research and study, be informed, ask questions. And like I said, I just wanted to touch on those two because I hadn't really specifically gone into them. And I think at least it's something that needs to be introduced. And maybe, you know, if you notice some of those things in yourself or others, and you also, as always, if you're having a problem, if you're having a problem functioning, getting along, if your life ain't where you want it to be and you're having problems finding your happiness, please, by all means, seek a professional, get therapy, work on it. Things can be better. You can get better and life can be better. Okay. Y'all have a great day. Thank you very much. And y'all take care.